the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Remain calm. It's Rob Black sitting in for CFP Chad Burton, NewFocusFinancial.com. How do you remain calm in these markets? Well, you start seeing that they're calming down in and of themselves in some sectors. The volatility is. The Fed issued an emergency cut yesterday. It didn't work. There were some in the financial media world that were downright mad at the Fed. The week before when the markets were even clobbered, no Fed. And they said as much that they didn't think there was an economic slowdown. They just thought stocks were overreacting. They didn't say that, but they said they implied that. Over the weekend, no Fed cuts. No G7 movement as far as coming up with some sort of plan that is tied towards government spending versus interest rates, monetary policy going lower. So the Fed on Tuesday, boom, shakalaka, um, cut rates. They had issued an emergency cut. I think what was implied there was that they think the risks got a little bit crazier in the previous five or six days. We've started seeing some data out on the coronavirus that it tends to double every six days. So we're starting to see a little bit of a statistical slowdown in China. But that begs the question of, do we trust China? I'm one of those people that... I don't think I buy into conspiracy theories, but you watch enough movies and you, you see enough government cover-ups in life, and you put it together and go, eh, we don't trust China. But then today, Italy comes out and says they're shutting down schools and universities for two weeks. If that comes to the United States, I think we have another leg down. But I think we're a month away from saying those Fed rate cuts are going to help a lot. Fed rate cuts takes about four to six months to bleed into the system. They will. We will see lower mortgage rates. They will. We will see more corporate bond issuance. People will willing, be willing to take borrow money for almost nothing. But now we're seeing the 10-year Treasury get down to under 1%. And that still tells me there's another shoe to fall. You want to see that 10-year Treasury work back up to one5 And then even then, it's still incredibly low. It's very accommodative to stock market appreciation. I don't know if this is true or not, but I feel pretty good saying it. I do know it's true. I I shouldn't say that. Historically, you've been rewarded for investing in stocks when the 10-year treasury is under 3.5-4%. And then over 3.5-4%, you've been rewarded for investing in bonds. This is created. Oh, no way. I'm a flood. This has created quite a conundrum. (laughs) I love it. 
The conundrum being low interest rates good for the stock market, good for creating wealth for people who already have it. Now, there has been some great uh, equalizers, apps like Robinhood, where anyone can buy stocks at any cost, with no cost. And you could buy one share. You could buy half a share. So, But the conundrum is, as you lower interest rates, yes, you are accommodative. You do encourage speculation and borrowing of money. When you borrow money to buy a house, you're speculating that it goes up. You're speculating that you're getting into a good time. You're speculating that you're going to be able to sell it to someone down the road. You're speculating that you're going to be able to give it to your kids or turn it into a rental. And as rates go lower, people more people will speculate. Same thing with corporations, not just people. So the conundrum is mom and dad who have enough to retire, and they're retired, and they have enough cash to live off of, they want their cash to make a little bit more money. When interest rates are at zero, that's not good enough. I remember being a kid and remember the first time I bought a CD, and I was getting like 6% yield. And I was like, holy mackerel, this is great. This is fantastic. My $100 is going to give me a 6% yield, so I'm going to make $6 this year. And then if I, my $100 and my 100 becomes 106 the next year I could keep it in a, a CD. And my $6, which is a little teeny tiny little baby of my $100, can kick off its own interest yield of $0.60. Cents. And I did nothing. I just sat there and I did nothing. I pulled out the money rake. So remain calm. The 10-year treasury is under 1%. tells me something likely is going to happen. But last night, Biden stormed into the race. Bloomberg stalled likely out of the race. I'm not making political commentary. But today, it looks like Wall Street's saying, you know what? We weren't that impressed with the Fed. They left something unsaid. How did things go bad in six days? So we shot first and asked questions later. Now, today, it looks like the market's going to open up big with the concept, with the premise, with the idea that suddenly we have a race in the presidency, and it's not four more years of Trump or four years of Bernie Sanders. It was pretty entertaining last night watching the Super Tuesday results, depending on what station you watch. Um, I believe that we're kind of in a two-party system. California has a different two-party system. And it's so tough to put people into your Republican or Democrat because the strategists were like, oh, you're a weak Democrat or, oh, you're a strong Republican kind of thing. Um, but, like, Australia's got 19. Last time I saw it, they had 19 political parties. Why do we have two? Two! And in California, it's not Republicans and Democrats. It's Democrats and liberals for the most part. You can find a Republican down in Southern California, but Central California, but they're tougher to find. And what I saw last night was the liberals hate the Democrats, and the Democrats kind of hate the liberals. And that's the whole fight right now with Bernie versus the middle, Biden versus the moderate Republican with some Democrat tendencies or whatever you want to say about Bloomberg. Again, I'm not a politician. And with him, you get more moderate. And I think Wall Street likes moderation and moderation, and they kind of want the middle candidate. But we'll see. It's too early to tell. And if he's electable or not. I I don't even know if it's a head fake. Maybe it's saying, oh, this is good news for Trump. Maybe Bernie could have beat him. 
I don't, see, I don't even know. And again, I'm not saying anything about any political candidates. Not my business, not my shows. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, Dow futures this morning are jumping as investors weigh the Biden resurgence. Efforts to guard economies against the coronavirus are in the news. Today, tomorrow, well, today we're going to get some first-time unemployment numbers. Um, ADP today, first-time unemployment tomorrow. And then, boom, the big one is Friday, the jobs report. A lot of people think that the Fed cut rates kind of 72 hours, 100 hours after they said they won it, because maybe they started seeing some of the data on the jobs. I think that's a, that's a little too conspiracy theory for me. Keep in mind, I believe in Bigfoot. I saw him once. I know you're saying punchline. The big hairy guy on, in, on a beach in New Jersey. He was walking really slow and hunched over. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. If you have any questions today, you can call and ask. We'll hit a variety of topics today, um, including stocks and how they're performing and some of the stocks that have looked pretty attractive as of late. Um, I like using weakness to buy strength. I like using weakness to jettison losers. I like using weakness to take those losers out of a portfolio and replace them with stocks you've always wanted to own. Real simple example of that is I think Visa is a great name. And you may or may not get Silverberg Rise for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. But if you have something like a bank stock like a Wells Fargo that's just not quite getting the traction, maybe now's the time to make your switch. Check me out at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I think this is worthy of mentioning in large part because in this day and age, we hate a lot of things. We live in a culture of cancel. We live in a culture of toxic. We live in a culture of we can scream at each other behind Twitter and talk about how outraged we are. It stinks. And by the way, it's Rob Black sitting in for CFP, Chad Burton, New Focus Financial. Things are a little crazy out there. He's spending a little extra time preparing for the crazy. Facebook's giving away free ads. This is what I'm talking about. On occasion, we should note when a Facebook or an Apple or a Microsoft or an Amazon or a Google, one of the big tech companies that you may hate for whatever reason, you may use their services, you may use their products, but you go, I can't believe they, I can't believe Facebook, which I've stored 4,000 pictures on. Would dare sell my information. How do you think they pay for that 4,000 picture storage? Anyway, Facebook is giving away free ads to the World Health Organization. And they're taking down conspiracy theories about coronavirus. I find that a step in the right direction. I'm not saying it's an olive branch. I'm not saying it's the end of a bitter, acrimonious divorce. But what I am saying is it's kind of nice to see the world get their brains together when there is a thing like a corona response that is needed. Facebook also said they are going to remove false claims and conspiracy theories that have been flagged by leading global health organizations. It's a sticky, sticky approach. When advertisements can look like statements of fact, that gets kind of sticky. And even Facebook giving away free ads to the World Health Organization, I'm like, okay, 
that, that, that's a night that looks good. That's good PR for sure. But in the back of my mind, I go, what if, what if a government says we want free ads? We want to tell the Trump side of the story. We want to tell the Sanders side of the story on coronavirus. Ooh. Free speech ain't that free. <laughs> and uh, it's very, very suffocating at times. Or it has problems. But anyway, I think it seems like a nice thing on debunking myths. And it seems like a nice thing, like giving the World Health Organization the ability to pull a lot of information together. And that's where you see the bright side, the potential positives of tech. Mark Zuckerberg, also in the positive news category, not once today, but twice. He and the Bill Gates, the Bill Gates. I don't know why I said that, but it's funny. Mark Zuckerberg and the Bill Gates Foundation have worked together to sequence the coronavirus genome. I'm not saying this would never have happened without these two, but you got to admit, it's not the worst thing in the world to have some privately funded directives, world directives that aren't necessarily government issued. When you get political about, do you feed the poor in Africa? Do you not feed the, feed the poor in Africa? Do you teach them how to farm or do you teach them how to fish? Or do you give them cash? So it's kind of nice. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg and his philanthrop- philanthropic organization, the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative, helped unlock a piece of the research, which might help fight in the coronavirus in partnership with the Gates Foundation. You might remember four years ago, Hillary Clinton ran for president and... The Clinton Foundation had to basically shut down because it was a little dicey. I know some people that work in world health care. And uh, a lot of times when you have philanthropic operations, you can use those to mask like high salaries and things like that. And that was always a concern from my friends on the Clinton Foundation. And again, I got no foundation for that other than word of mouth. But it's nice to see that, you know, big tech can use some of their powers and their smarts. I'm a big fan of uh, Bill and Melinda Gates, especially Melinda Gates. And hopefully I can say the same thing with Zuckerberg in 10, 15, 20 years. Hopefully he grows into that role. Hey, a small update for you. Charlie Sheen's infamous Beverly Hills mansion finally sold for $6.6 Why do I bring that up? You're like, do you want to talk HIV? Do you want to talk actors? Do you want to talk political affiliations with actors and with Hollywood and Hollywood liberal elite? Now, listen, Charlie Sheen's infamous Beverly Hills mansion finally sells for $6.6 million. The original price was $10 million. I would have to say that's below expectations. And it took a long time to sell. Now, I haven't seen Charlie Sheen in anything since he lost his mind. Winning. Tiger blood. I miss, I miss crazy Charlie Sheen. Um, but it's a beautiful home if you get a chance to take a look at it. I bring this one up in large part. It's divorced with Brooke Muir in 2011. Um, it was basically his bachelor pad where he referred to his lady friends as goddesses. It's a gorgeous home. Seven baths, five bathrooms, 8,600 square feet. But it went from 10 million all the way to 6.6 million. Why am I telling you that 10 times? 
Because sometimes the answer is you think you're worth X and you're really worth X minus 25%. And you don't even know it. And you can't even possibly see it coming. And like I another lesson in this, and again, I have that. I look at the prop, my value of my property and I'll say something along the lines of, ooh, I bought a home for 900000 and it went to $2 million. Woo! And it went to $2.1 million, And then it goes to $1.8, $1.7. You know what it's worth? Nothing until I sell it. It's paper. If your home was printed every day in the newspaper, the price, you'd probably buy and sell a lot faster. But because it's kind of like this big concept, it's a home. I could turn it into a rental. I could do, you could do a lot of things with that concept. You're a lot more passive with it. With stocks, you see Apple go from 250 straight to 320. And it goes from 320 straight to 280. And you're like, huh, I could buy and sell that. And you do. And you play into it because it's much more liquid. A home's not very liquid. So it's an illiquid liability where stocks are a liquid asset. Now, one more thing I want to say about Charlie Sheen. Not only did his house go from $10 million to $6.6 million, he hasn't really worked that I can tell since Platoon, Hot Shots, Spin City, Two and a Half Men. Do you know what he was making on Two and a Half Men? He was making $1.8 million an episode. He was the highest paid actor on TV. And whatever forays, whether they be alcohol or drug or women, I don't know what it was, but he kind of lost that. So a home goes from $10 million to $6.6 million. You're not always worth what you think you are. And the job going from making $1.8 million an episode to zero and not working, that can happen to me. That can happen to you. You know, I would negotiate a contract now in my 50s that guarantees me health care until I retire at 60 or 62 or 65 or 70. Like, health care is more important to me. Eh, I'm digressing. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. A lot of great, good downloadables there for you to eyeball and learn from. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. Look, this coronavirus volatility came out of nowhere. And I could say this blank volatility came out of nowhere. And it's a, it's a story on Wall Street. Makes me think of that, that horrible song by Boy Band. Story of my life. I won't get into that. Um, I have problems with boy bands, but that's neither here nor there. This is pretty dramatic times. And the story on Wall Street on any given year is typically kind of, it gets it slightly wrong. And then history makes it, it, it correct. Any year on Wall Street, we can say, the wall of worry is. And if you were to Google wall of worry and Wall Street, like something along the lines of Wall Street's history of worry you'll see that every year it's something different whether it's russia and their expanding world power or iran and iraq wars they hate each other or egypt and maybe the palestinians the 
Um, you name the world group, they could become the story of the year for a period of time. And then Wall Street digests and moves on. This isn't the first infectious disease we've had. It's not the deadliest infectious disease we've had. It is one that has a different twist, including if you're around 10 people with it, it's a lot worse than if you're around one person. One person, you may get some of the symptoms. 10, you may die. And we're like, ooh, intensity of a virus? We've never heard of that one, but maybe we should have. I don't know. Um, And then the incubation period of you could be totally healthy and transmit it up to six feet away, they're saying now. That's some body space that I like. One of the things I hate about doing seminars is, and I love it and I hate it, and I love it and I hate it, is when CFP, Chad Burton, and myself do seminars, one of the things I hate is I I, I like some space between me and other people's mouths and breaths. A lot of people are, like, really close, and they they like, I'm not, I I talk loud enough. You You can be six feet away from me. In fact, I may tell that to my spouse. Hey, it's not that I don't love you. It's just I want to save your life. You need to be six feet away from me. Just to be really safe, maybe in a different room. (laughs) I'm going to get in trouble for that one. But you get the idea. So any given year, there's a story. And it's usually kind of slightly wrong. But in the short term, it can create an opportunity. What's the biggest opportunity out out of calamity? It's refinancing your, 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 your debts. And I, don't, I, I think being proactive makes a ton of sense. And you know your biggest debt is, is typically your mortgage or your home. Or your, uh, yeah, your home, your mortgage, or your rent. I don't know. So if you're going to buy a home right now, the teeter-totter is giving you incredibly low rates if you qualify. Incredibly. Historically low rates. You can't ask for better than this. To get a 30-year mortgage for 3%, holy mackerel, that's cheap. My dad would have, I mean, I had, my first mortgage was at 8%, 9%, and my dad, he had mortgages at 16 17%. It's tough to make money like that, but home prices were a lot cheaper than now. Home prices have super inflated. So right now, I would consider getting a mortgage or refinancing a mortgage. The average contract interest rate for a 30-year fixed mortgage, the 30-year fix now is right around 3.5. The 15 is under 3, and you can buy points to get that down. You can get 3.5 easily down to 3.25, 3.1. That drop caused a 26% increase in weekly refinance applications last week. So people are being smart when... The best thing you could do when the markets drop is freeze and do nothing. Kind of true, kind of false. A lot of times that story, Wall Street got it wrong and it comes right back. But if nothing else right now, you should say to yourself, that 10-year treasury, I have a chance to turn a $4,000 monthly mortgage payment into $3,000. I could save $12,000 a year. I could put that towards retirement. I could take $12,000 a year and put it towards two massive vacations with my family? Yeah. And you should. To be a little bit proactive at this point in time. Last night, it's, I think, fair to say, Biden won Super Tuesday minus California. California had the most amount of delegates. But the delegates, uh, Biden hung in there enough so that 
Wall Street's looking at this today. And again, next week it could be different. Sanders can storm back. Sanders could raise a lot of money. Biden could collapse. I don't know. He could trip on the stage like Oprah. I still love that. Oprah's given one of her big, you should be like me. Um, let's get 18,000 people in into a stadium. And she's talking about balance in life. And she falls. It's pretty funny. Is that ironic or is that a coincidence? We need to get uh, our singer-songwriter. Isn't that ironic? It's like rain on your wedding day. Eh, That's not so ironic. It just sucks. Um, Alison Morissette? Um, Canadian immigrate? Our life would be less good without her, right? So anyway, back to the markets. Every year there's a story on the market. Usually it creates an opportunity. Some years it turns into a real long story. I think we're in for at least a month of headline news, which means some days we're going to be up 1,000, some days we're going to be down 1,000. I don't think the market has found much of a correction. It's taken some edge off, some risk off. Some, we don't want to be stuck at all-time highs and then it goes to all-time lows. We'll book some profits at the all-time highs. So you're starting to see very healthy settling into a let's wait till we get more information. There is no doubt earnings are going to be hit across the board. I saw some crazy stuff. Some of the world's biggest monuments, some of the world's biggest tourist attractions empty right now. In large part, people aren't traveling or they don't want to travel. I saw flights yesterday that are typically $400, under $100. Is it from here to Wuhan? No, it's from here to Hawaii. Or here to eternity. I'm going to take my significant other, my special person, lay on a beach in Honolulu and make out like Frank Sinatra did. From here to eternity, 1950s reference, but I don't even know it's 1950s. It could be 1910 for all I know. I don't watch movies that old, and I don't think Frank Sinatra's all that talented. Uh-oh, I just said it. Italian's not all that talented. Someone's going to write a letter to the station saying he doesn't like Italians. I love Italians. I just don't like Frank Sinatra. Anyway, Italy's closing its schools for two weeks. That's the big headline today. Now, if you take a look, and I, if you believe World Health Organizations, if you believe them, and they're saying it's going to be a month before things settle down with this flu, what's in a month? They're already talking about the Olympics could be delayed and. As long as they're played in 2020, we're cool, so says the IOC. But it's March, and there's something called March Madness, which is getting ready to kick up. We've had infections in Florida, in California, in Maine, in Washington. Let's say March Madness goes on as planned, and you get 18,000 people in auditoriums. Is that normal? Is it healthy? Do you put masks on them? Do you put, like, uh, bunny suits on them? What do you do? And I was talking to someone, and she goes, it's no big deal if the NCAA you know, just televises the games and has no one in the stands. I'm like, it kind of is, because I like seeing the losing team fans cry. I like seeing the losing team who's the, like the number one seed go down and just watching their, their college kids cry on TV. Nothing makes me happier than to see a college student who has his whole life ahead of him. He hasn't got married incorrectly yet. He hasn't been fired yet, and he's bawling because his basketball team lost. I love that stuff. 
but even more importantly to the city of New Orleans or San Jose or Minneapolis, whoever's hosting these games, that's a lot of airline tickets in, that's a lot of hotels, that's a lot of restaurants, to the ushers who work the game, that's a lot of cash, that's a lot of tip money. So the economic activity, what does CBS do? What does March I I gotta imagine it's tense over there. And the Olympics, ooh, I could, racism happens, right? In Italy, they have a massive, massive problem in their soccer league of anyone with color on the field just gets attacked by fans. Um, it's inappropriate. It, it's, it's so not 21st century. It needs to stop immediately. Last month, a team quit, just walked off the field. They started kicking the ball back and forth to each other because the fans were rude. But anyway, so racism still exists. Do I think the Olympics wouldn't be marred with like some sort of racial tension? I, it, I think it could happen with Corona. I think a lot of people are going to say, well, I don't like that nation over there because they have high incidence. I don't like that nation over there because they started it. Ten-year treasury hit 0.94. That's the big, big story of the day. Even though you may say it's Biden or Sanders, the 10-year treasury cracking under 1%. It's at 0.98. Tells me there's a lot of money in the world that says let's hide in the U.S. government 10-year treasury. It's pushing it lower and lower and lower in yield. So to me, the smart money is either on the sidelines or they know something we don't know. That's the implication. So do I think the volatility has gone from the market? No. Even though we're up 500 points or 600 points, is it safe to go back in the waters? I haven't seen a shark fin in a minute or two, even though I just saw my best friend chomped in half. Ah, let's go back in the water. You got blood on your leg. Don't go in the water. Ah, it'll be okay. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. There's a lot of great downloads. Use downtime to better improve your finances. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm usually a little bit more of a permable, which is usually meant as an insult at me. Once in a while, someone will drive me an email like, yo, you're such a permable. You don't see the negatives. I do. But in the end, I see capitalism in the United States as a form of a reflection of, of the economy, and that reflects into Wall Street. I'm not a permable. <clears throat> Will there ever be a point that I'm ever completely out of the market? No. Right now, my number one concern is a big one. It's a legit one. And I could look at last night's Super Tuesday and say, a lot of things happen. Wall Street likes the known. It doesn't like the unknown. We're starting to kick some candidates to the side. Pete Buttigieg, Amy Klobuchar, others. So we're kind of maybe seeing how the next four years might look. And when you start seeing like Biden... Uh, tell um, Beto O'Rourke, you know, hey, well, I'm going to put you in charge of gun reform because you had a terrible shooting in your city uh, where 22 people died at a Walmart. Then you start saying, okay, well, if Biden gets in here, maybe we're going to be strong on guns and this will lead to this and this will lead to that and this is how you invest. Wall Street likes the known, not the unknown. 
So Wall Street's rallying today because now it seems like there's a viable contender. And that's all I'm going to say. He's a candidate who's a viable contender. Um, so he reassured investors that, you know, he's one of the top three candidates per se. Now, what also happened yesterday was Warren got beat in Massachusetts. And Elizabeth Warren is, she comes from a financing background, a bankruptcy background, a bankruptcy lawyer background. And she's made no secret that she wants to change the way Wall Street works and change the way banking in America works. So Wall Street kind of might rally. Banks have been the sector hit the hardest this year because of Warren's presidency attempt. No, probably because of interest rates. But when she falls out of the race, if she falls out of the race, and there's when you're not viable in your own state, you're probably not viable, is my thought. And I'm not trying to be mean. But when she drops out, you could probably see banks rally. And if Biden continues to get some traction ahead of Sanders, then you might see some health care stocks move higher if Sanders bows out or isn't in it for the long run. Now, when you put these together, you could see health care and finance leading the markets. Tech doesn't have a problem earning money. Tech has a problem with regulators. So Amazon, Microsoft, Google, Alphabet, Google's Waymo, which is or Alphabet's Waymo, which is the self-driving car part, just took a first-time private investor. Billions of dollars. So will Waymo eventually be spun off of Alphabet? I do believe they will. And that'll create some shareholder value for Google slash Alphabet. And Waymo will become its own publicly traded company and will be free to strike deals with whomever. Whomever, wherever. Um, so I'm still, you know, I started this with, I'm not a permable. I will never buy gold. If you were to put a gun to my head and say, you buy gold or I'm pulling the trigger, I'd say, pull the trigger. Gold's just not my thing. It doesn't make my cut. Is it okay if the stock market goes terrible? Yeah. But when the stock market goes terrible, it's usually like a two to four week period where gold goes parabolic. That's not my play. I can't predict when that two-week period starts. I can't predict when it ends with any sort of certainty. I don't play it. If gold had a job, if I was married to gold, I'd be like, why don't you get off the couch and go get a job and do something? You loser. When I married you, you were all sparkly and shiny. Now look at you. You've lost your luster. Gold just sits there. It's in the ground. A lot of people, a lot of investors won't even own oil companies now because it's dirty. and It's in the ground. They want sexy and sparkly. So I'm worried about the 10-year treasury. That's still my area that I think we're going to have another 1,000-point down day. And keep in mind, the Fed shot boom, boom yesterday. Next time we get a calamity, they have fewer bullets. And a calamity could come tomorrow. We can say, oh, boy, look at that. There's an alien spaceship planted outside uh, our solar system waiting to invade us. Or the president could choke on a peanut and die. Or, you know, Saudi Arabia could say, we are going to keep all the oil for ourselves, not going to share it with anyone ever again. Or a famous celebrity could come down with coronavirus. And we're like, I, <laughs> we get all upset about it. 
I remember because this was it showed you how fearful we were and how we didn't know a lot when Ma- Magic Johnson announced that he had HIV. People were calling radio stations, sports stations, crying. And we kind of resaw that a little bit recently with the death of Kobe Bryant. If a big celebrity or something like that gets Corona and dies, would that change the market psychology? Like, if it could happen to Gina Davis, it could happen to me. I know you're saying Gina Davis is the best celebrity you could throw out at the top of your head. Yes! Anyhow, uh, markets are rebounding today. It's kind of been yo-yo. The 10-year treasury tells me there's going to be another down drop in the yo-yo. It's not coming straight back up. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope someone calls me and says, ah, you're wrong. I'm not a market timer. I don't pretend to be a market timer. I've got a financial plan. You know, one of the things that makes me different than most Americans is I've written down what I want. When I was 18 years old, I kind of had this idea I wanted to retire when I was 35 with a million dollars and a sexy, beautiful partner to sell bananas and apples and oranges on the beach with. I didn't want to work till the day I died. Ooh, got a quick time slot there. Um, so I wrote down a plan. Only 16% of Americans have some sort of written plan in any way, shape, or form. If you can't write it, it's not true. It's in your head. You're going to play with it a lot. Anyhow, that's what financial planning is all about. Financial plans, five-year plans, and beyond. You can learn more at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Thanks for listening, and check out newfocusfinancial.com. Maybe you need a financial planner.